welcome to our podcast with Emma and Julia, where parenting is at the heart of what we do. Rewind, reset, renew. Hello, everybody. We'd like to invite Ryan Bradshaw onto our podcast this morning, who is a male professional working in the earliest sector. So, hi, Ryan, you okay? Hi, everyone, you okay? Yeah. Good, thank you. we'd like to just ask you our first question so everybody can hear about you. Can you tell us a little bit about why you apply to work in the childcare industry? Well, um, I kind of fell into the industry, if I'm honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to college and I studied IT originally I oh. wanted to be an IT teacher <laughs> um, but then I found it was very like really boring and I was getting the same thing over and over again I wasn't feeling fulfilled and there was something more that I was destined to do um, so I did apply to do childcare um, originally but I backed out at the last minute oh. for the reason I didn't want to be the only boy and that was on my mind constantly um, so I didn't end up doing the course I ended up going back to IT anyway so I did it and it was still I wasn't still fulfilling that there was something missing and so I just said to my mum I need to I need to do something I'm destined for more um, and I've always wanted to work with children um, anyway so she was like well, why don't you just go and try so anyway I did um, I applied for it I'm going to bite the bullet I was going to do it um, I wasn't the only boy on the course there were six of us mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which was very wow yeah, it was lovely to see six boys um, on the course. Um, I'm the only one now out of that six that work within the industry. The others didn't go into the industry at all. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but even after I finished my level three, um, I didn't go straight into childcare. I went to work for Haven Holidays because um, I lacked in confidence. Um, so I needed to find myself first, really. And that's kind of where I was at. And then when I turned 21, um, I did my seasons at Haven and I thought, no, this, I need to go into it now. And I applied my first nursery job and that's it. That's the end of the story. And then look where, this is where I am now. So um, what is it like for you working in the industry day to day? Every day is different. Uh, every day is not the same. Um, I think what I found now with me is I know where I belong within the industry. I know what I can bring. I know what it needs um and the children of everything at the heart of everything that i do um so i kind of like progressed and developed my knowledge as well um which i'll talk a little bit more about later on um where i've extended my skill set and i've kind of had fun with what early is i kind of know what early is is now and it's not all about like structure it's about having fun and playing and i think that that's the most important thing that's what it's like for me is i get to be that little boy yeah. Back when I was younger, I get to relive those moments yeah. again. And a key thing there, I talk about play and learning, and so many practitioners and parents get that wrong, don't they? And mm. they think that actually going into early years, that children have to have structure and routine and have to learn everything and be like sat down to be taught. But what we know is children learn through play. And I think that's one of the richest environments, yeah. isn't it? The amount of times I've had parents come to me and talk to me about the child's development and like they're not doing certain stuff at this point, they need to be doing it. And I'm it's frustrating because I'm like, they will do that. It's coming time, but let them play. And I think that's what most important when it comes to like parents and like educators, they don't, they just think players play. They don't understand the benefits of it and what it actually does. Um, and it still today, I'm still constantly telling my team, let them play. It's okay. 
watch what happens and it's finding those moments in, in those moments when you do it and you sit back and watch them play that's when you find the most magical moments uh, write it down things like so yeah so what's the most important thing to you about working with children the most important thing to me is for working with children would be having the ability to express yourself and i feel like when i was growing up it was a different world back then and we wasn't I wasn't taught how to express myself. I had to follow certain ways. Um, and I broke the mold, basically. Um, I took risks and I wasn't what everyone wanted me to be. And I think that's most important for about our children today is having the ability to let them express freely who they are um, mm. without judgment, without prejudice, anything. And I think that's where we can kind of fall in line and be like, this is what the world needs right now for all of us and it helps us be who we are as well I think that's the most biggest message that I try and teach all my children is you are who you are be mm -hmm. proud be brave and be mm -hmm. bold be unique Absolutely. Uh, that is the biggest thing for now and in our society as well for everyone out there is that like, the world's changing and children we don't seem to fall in line anymore it's not like black is black and white is white it's you can be whatever and it's okay. I think that's it. It's it's okay um, to not fit those molds that you think mm. you need to. That society trying to put you into. Yeah, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. So, what is your biggest strength? Would you say? My biggest strength. I quite like being creative in the classroom. I enjoy creating mo like learning environments where children can express themselves, can get messy. I adore messy play. Uh, my team aren't a huge fan of it but <laughs> I think though that's the old school I think the, yeah. it's the old school way of being especially when I qualified as a nurse nurse it was it has to everything has to be in its place and it's tidy and uh, a lot of older yeah. workers I guess they they struggle mm. with that because it's really we want to be tidy and neat and sorted and ordered and, and structured and I'm the complete opposite and children <laughs> break that mold every time yeah and I'm like the children because I will happily go, it's all right, it's all right, we can sort it out later on. Um, but I think with me is as well is that I like to take risks. I don't think straight away, oh, I'll just do it. And what happens, happens, and I'll deal with it then and then. As other people, I feel like other practitioners think about the risk factor first before actually, oh, can I actually do that? Is it not too messy? Is it mm. not? As I just do it. I think you've hit a really good point there, Ryan, about risk. And I think that's one of the things children have not learned to do. And I don't think COVID helped that no. because then we came ultra protective over our children, ourselves, our environments. And we were sort of moving forward from that. And now we're going back revisiting it, isn't it? And it's it's about children need to take risks to learn. So that's yeah. really important and that's something I really like that you've hit on. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about was you've obviously completed your degree and in your final year of your degree, you chose to do your dissertation on male practitioners in childcare. I wonder if you could sort of tell us a little bit about the findings from that. Yeah, um, so I decided to, so I studied three years. Um, so in my foundation degree, I did a project on men in early years, I was looking at like the benefits and the challenges that we face because I've never worked for a male practitioner in six years of working in the industry I've never worked alongside one and I've never really never really crossed my mind to say well where are the men where are they I can't be the only one so it kind of sparked a little bit of an interest to see what actually I need to figure out if there's any more um so when I did my BA um it was just the right thing to do to explore 
more into the depths of males in early years. Um, so I looked at it from the recruitment side and I compared it to European countries to see what lessons the UK could learn from other European countries. Um, and what I found was it was very interesting, actually. And I found out that we have a 2% male population within the early years, and that hasn't changed in 20 years. Wow. So 20 years and the government have put proposals in to ex try and achieve a higher goal. But then I looked at like Denmark and Norway, who have a 9% male. It's not high, but it's a lot higher than we are. Mm. And I was looking at how, what are they doing that we aren't doing and what can we learn? Germany as well had a higher percentage rate as well. And it was all the fact of they lead in gender diversity and gender equality, um, so equal pay. Uh, parental maternity things like that all linking and they value fathers and i feel like in this country fathers are the help make the Absolutely. child but yeah. i think they've forgotten about um and that was one of the questions that i asked when the health visitor came to visit us in uni because they're on about like when you do like the assessments and they asked the mother if the mother's okay and about like mental health and stuff like that and my question to them was what about the fathers and they were like oh we don't ask the fathers and i was like why yeah why because they're on that journey too. Yeah. And, you know, we want we have a lot of pressure in society about an expectation of what a dad should be mm. and how they need to step up. But yet we don't give any support for that. Mm. And it was. It was very interesting when he just said no. And I was just like, but when I'm looking at cases and stuff, and obviously it's always the male figure that's the branded, the, the bad person. And if you look at it, it's always mental health issues. Or but there's no support for them. There's support for women, but not for the man. Mm. Um, and so that was another thing that I kind of found. But... Um, I feel like that links into why men are in this industry as well. Um, being the breadwinner is a very mm. big thing, uh, which I found out through research. I looked at some, some of the research I read was actually quite disheartening to read because mm. it was, when I was reading it, I was reflecting like, is that what people think of me? Is that around the stigma? Um, so like being a paedophile or being an abuser, automatically it was all about men and that's why they want to work. And, and it, it's not like that. And it is hard to kind of, read that and think, oh my word, this is what people may think of me. And I've never thought about that until I read all this yeah. research and there was loads and it was all, but then it was all. So that, it was very negative what yeah, you read. That's, quite, very, that's awful, isn't it? Yeah. Really? And you're thinking, I'm here to help these children leave a, be a positive role mm -hmm. model as such. And it was that, um, obviously pay was a big thing as well that I've noticed, but it was also government interaction. There's nothing from our government that says we want more males. Yes, they put it in the early years strategy workforce booklet in 2017. But nothing's in. But that was it. It was just a, it was just a paragraph. So yeah. it's just a tick box. We've done it. That's it. Yeah. Also, we had the Mighty Conference as well back in 2016, um, which was a conference which apparently was really highly attended by early years professionals. Obviously, I only started out in early years, so I never got a chance to go yeah. and witness be a part of that. Um, but I was lucky enough to speak for my dissertation um, to David Wright, who ran the conference and have his insight into the early years and what he fought for. And he actually went to government. He got funding. Um, but the funding that he got didn't, it didn't go anywhere. It was, a, it was money, but it didn't last very long. And it was kind of, mm. that was it. Um, Just like a token gesture yeah, to, think, yeah. hopefully this will help, but not long term, not for longevity. Term. Yeah. So it was that, and it was very interesting to see speaking to other males as well around the country, I use LinkedIn to connect with people. And it was 
some of the stuff that he came up with was like nursery names. What we're called is nursery nurses. Because mm. so, some people still call us that these days and mm. it's not. He really is educated. Yes, that's what I say. I how we're early educated. It gives us more, it's more professional. I think it gives us prestige. It, yeah. And it lifts up the profession as well. Absolutely. That we're not just nursery yeah. nurses, we're early yeah. professionals. And I think that goes back years of like, you know, from school, you know, if you were a girl and you weren't doing very well, you were almost signpost to childcare or beauty or hairdressing. Mm. Yeah, but um, I wanted to be a nursery nurse right from the start. I knew I wanted to do my N and E B. That was what I was passionate about and absolutely loved it. Um, and that's carried on. So in the whole of the 30 years that I've been working with children and families, I've worked with, in early years, I've worked with one male practitioner in the whole of the 30 years. Wow. That is it. No, that's apart from you, you're the second, yeah. So we have had a number of males come through our setting, um, but one of them more focused on becoming a teacher, but did the placement with us and the work experience. Um, other other male professionals doing their placements while studying to be a teacher. So we do see them coming, but we see this gap, don't we, from early years up to primary. And it is definitely a need where young children, especially in divorced families, single parents, they need to see those male role models. You, you'll think in a different way. You play in a different way. And that is what we need to bring to early years, absolutely. Yeah, and it's a strength, isn't it? Mm. The male role model, it's an actual strength. Mm. Women generally, now this is really stereotypical, but it's like, yeah, be really <laughs> careful here. But it's about mums tend to be a bit more like we're organized and structure and get them fed get them bath do the practical things where dads play and that's Absolutely. where you're what you bring right and yeah. when you're working with the children you're fun yeah and i think that's what when i when i observe my team as well and i sit there and watch them and i sit there and i'm thinking just play just playing i am not saying i'm better at playing but i don't think about everything else around me I just mm -hmm. get in that moment it comes natural to and you and I become a child yeah. again mm -hmm. and the children love it yeah. I mean if I want to be a pirate I'll be a pirate I'll be a, super, I'll, be mm -hmm. a super, I'll be a princess I'll be a princess like I'll just yeah. go with whatever and I think that's with me I think that's I can adapt to anything and I think that's the, I think that's males in general mm -hmm. we, we just have fun yeah. I don't think. think <laughs> you mean so males don't grow up? Is that <laughs> yeah, what that's saying? pretty much uh, <laughs> I could agree uh, on that. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's the idea is that you're just a big child. Yeah. And it, you see it when you walk through. Because when people, I think when people walk through, like, oh, we've got like a show around. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And we've got, right. I said, well, they're going to see what we are. We're yeah. going to see us. Absolutely. And the children are having fun. I'm having fun. Why would you not want to come to this nursery? Absolutely right. It's, it's all about fun. And I think that's the, the big thing was around playing. I'm studying. I'm still reading books on play to try and get it right. Because um, what I find with my team as well is a lot of them have to do have to do things in certain order. So if they're playing, they'll go over and interrupt them without realising they're doing mm -hmm. it. And I'm like, no, don't do that. And they're like, they need to do this. No, they don't. If they need to do it, they'll do it when they're ready to do it. At yeah. the moment they're playing, we don't want to interrupt that learning. And I think that's a key thing that I'm teaching my team as well. So yeah. it's, it's just a force of habit. We all yeah. feel to you doing it. Um, and another thing I wanted to touch on as well was we talked about like early years in, like the early years, but in, in primary education as well, 15% yeah. are males. 
Yeah. And, and it is it's so very so, low. So low, isn't it? And yet you bring so much versatility to that that sector. And again, we look back at it's the pay structures, isn't it? You know, men are, you know, it's women accept those pays. But if actually men started to come into this industry, it would raise the profile and it would have to raise pay. Mm. And that's why one of the reasons I think the government don't want to pursue that, because then it leads to increased wages, doesn't it? And Another interesting thing I found as well was, <laughs> might be stereotypical here, but it was about power. And they were saying this research I was reading was saying that men have power in other industries. They don't need power in the early years. That is why it's female dominated. It's the fact that females protect it as their own. Wow. So when men come mm. in, it's like, why do you want power? You don't need power here. And I feel like I can agree with that mm. a little bit, but sometimes I feel like, there's not many male, there's not many male practitioners that I know that work on the floor. They're all managers. The management. So they're yeah, all, yeah. which to me defeats the object. Absolutely. Because you want, them. want them on the shop floor, yeah. not in an office. Not in the office, and you take them away then, so you don't see them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was another interesting thing I found as well was the fact that it was, and they were saying that women create segregation. So if they see a male that was like a threat, they kind of not bullying, but make him feel uncomfortable to the point where. I don't, I don't belong here now. I need to go somewhere else, and they'll go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So that that was back in like twenty years ago. Um, so it is. It's kind of like protected, protective industries, yeah. in a way. Yeah, a bit like nursing. You know, it attracts a midwifery, it attracts yeah. women, doesn't it? Yeah. And, you know, they're the stereotypical roles that women go into, and it's breaking those barriers, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely, we need to do that. Mm. So Ryan, tell us what's your proudest moment so far? So far, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so completing my degree was I never thought I'd have a degree. Um, so when I did it, my first year, I was a bit like, oh, right, okay, I'll do it. It's a lot of work. But it was during COVID. It was a very different way of life. It was all online. I hardly saw my tutors. I didn't see any of my classmates. So I just kind of stuck by and just did the work. And then I carried on my level five. And then I thought that was when I kind of like, actually, I, I need to do this. I know, I know this is where I belong. I know mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. I'm interested in where it could lead. Um, and then I just took the bullet and did my BA and did that. Um, it was stressful. I think I cried a few times, <laughs> um, but I did it and I ended up with a 2-1, um, which was, I never would have expected a 2-1. I was like the pass. I was happy with a pass, but I got a 2-1. Um, but it was the late nights, um, just constantly reading, but I pushed myself. I never read books yeah. and I hated reading, mm-hmm. but this degree forced me to read mm-hmm. and I'm glad it did. Um, and then for two years in a row now, I've won two awards as well. Fantastic. How amazing is that? Tell us more, go on. So the first year the award was for being unique, and that was when I kind of duly found me um, (laughs) on the amazing thing called the internet and called LinkedIn. And um, I loved her approach that she was doing in her settings. And I tried to do the approach where I say I took a risk. I took the risk and it, it worked. However, the company I worked for wasn't a big fan, shall we say, um, which kind of left me because it, it worked. The children loved it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, with the children, like, why can't we do it? And it was something simple. It wasn't like an, a big activity. It was something so simple. But I thought, no, this needs to be done. And so then I started to showcase more of what I was doing within my setting because um, I needed people to know. I wanted people to know what I'm about. I wanted to know. That was the kind of thing for me was that, no, the world needs to know who I am now. I'm ready for them to see who I am. And I just posted all the activities that I was doing. 
and then I got in contact with Julie. Um, and then we kind of spoke, didn't we, for yeah, a while? Yeah, and you and came I, to look at the nursery, yeah, I didn't came to you? Look around, and we had yeah. some time together. Yeah, I looked around and said, "I want to see. I want to see this approach in action. I want to see." And I still remember the moment I walked through the doors, and it was just like I was home. That was what the feeling I got as I, I, I came home. So this is referring to Mini Minds, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Mini Minds. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I, I, the setting was it was like a home, and it was as I can describe it. It's like I, I came. I was come out from being outside and was coming and it was home and it was comfortable it was friendly the children loved it everyone was happy mm. and I thought I want this and I did say in the future I will work for Julie I didn't say when I just said in the yeah. future and I was planning on doing we didn't it. think that would ever happen because you were in Blackpool yeah, yeah, and, Bolton, uh, yeah, and we thought well it'd be nice to see, see in the future but. Um, and I was hoping to do it after my degree is finished but two three months later um, after the awards even the first time around um my friend was talking to me and he told me that I'd be a fool to not go and work for someone like Julie because she just kind of invests. Mm. And that's that's the most important thing for staff is in an industry where you feel undervalued, mm -hmm. having a leader that values you and mm. brings the best out in you. Why would you not want that? Why would Absolutely. you not go for that? So I took the bullet and I did it. And oh. then I became a room leader. Um, and then I won my second award this year as well for same Mini Minds Awards um, for the Visionary Award. And that is really more to do with now the push for more males in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And I think that's something and a great time to sort of end on really is what do you think, Ryan, we can do to attract more males into this industry? So I think, I think what we do it, we do, a lot of it now anyway. And I think the way we changed the word from nursery nurse to early years educator, that's a big thing. Um, uniform. I think that's a big thing. Uniform. Mm. It's like when Do you, you like your uniform? I love my uniform. Because <laughs> um, it is, it's not, when you go to some places, it's more, you can tell it's not catered for men. And I think that's the most important thing is when you walk into a building, it does it appeal to you. Does this yeah. place make me feel like I belong here? Um, because I remember walking into my first nursery and all I had was women, all these women just staring at me. And I was like, oh my, what? Am I someone that you've never seen someone yeah. before? <laughs> I think it was the fact they've not seen a male walk through the door before. Um, and that could be quite daunting, but I carried on. I was like, ah, I'm just going to keep going and see what happens. Um, I think when you do like advertising, showcase that you have a gender diversity, showcase that you've got males on your, and that's uh, something you're doing now, isn't yes, it? Yes. Yeah. So we've started doing that now. I'm working alongside another um, early years educator. Um, and we've kind of like created like a platform where male uh, educators can come together and share ideas and share experiences. And we talk about things that we can't necessarily talk about in settings because we don't feel comfortable mm. to, or we've got no one to. Sometimes we, I feel like I have people to talk to in the industry, but. Yeah. Not from a male's perspective. Absolutely. So um, you, you've almost got your little network there, yeah. haven't you, as well? And yeah. hopefully that will create some kind of leverage for other males to say, yeah. well, that's something I might be able to do. And you've also been with us. We've been into schools, haven't yeah. we, together? Uh, local schools to sort of promote working with early years for young children. And college. And I think that was a eye-opener as well, because I remember seeing those girls and they were like, what are you doing? Why? Yeah. And it was a deep <laughs> Who's he? Yeah. <laughs> and it was the fact of... Hmm. I'm a male and I said, and they were doing, I think they were doing like the level one or level two. I was like, I'm level six. You can go further. And yeah. they were so shocked. I think that's the thing is, they just think, oh, it's just, it's just childcare. It's just, yeah. 
it's easy and it's not it's yeah. by far mm. one of the most hardest jobs you'll ever do but the most rewarding Absolutely. i can't see another job where you get to see and watch children grow and develop and those moments where you see them walk or talk mm-hmm. or they just come and say hi ryan or hi are you okay or yeah. they talk about when you go home i think that to me is i wouldn't change it for the world i yeah. don't think i can do another job ever i don't think i could leave the industry now i think i'm here to stay i think you are here to stay <laughs> and we're looking forward to seeing a lot more of you in this industry and hopefully seeing what you bring with linkedin your network the connections you're making and we'll be championing you all the way ryan so thank you so much for coming in and speaking to us today about this topic thank you for having me. thank okay. you ryan it's been amazing thank you. okay